the bottom line in business. Voice America Business. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This hour, we're going to be speaking to Douglas Andrew, uh, who is the author of a new book called The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. Welcome to the show, Doug. Well, thank you, Jordan. It's great to be on today. Let's first of all just talk about the uh, the baby boomers as they're approaching a retirement now. Uh, this is probably the uh, wealthiest generation who's earned the most. Um, coming into years, they're probably going to live longer than any other generation. Uh, what kind of financial shape are they in uh, getting ready for their retirement? Oh, Jordan, you know, I've been a financial strategist and retirement specialist now for 33 years, and when I was preparing this book, I, I discovered those baby boomers, and I'm one of them. I was born in 1952. Baby boomers are those who were born between 1946 and 1964, and there's about 80 million of us. And I found that the average savings that is uh, sort of earmarked for retirement is only $50,000. Now, that may be shocking like to you as it was to me. Many, now, many have more than that, but many have less than that. But uh, in this book, The Last Chance Millionaire, we talk about ways how in the last 10 or 15 years before retirement, they can catch up because the last chance may be indeed the best chance to becoming a millionaire. And I think you're going to need that much because, as you just said earlier, Gordon, people are living longer. Uh, the fastest-growing segment of American society today are those people reaching over the age of 100. So uh, what, what have baby boomers done wrong that they haven't saved enough? They, their income has certainly been higher than their parents were in other generations. Why have they not uh, saved enough? Well, I, as I outline in Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 of The Last Chance Millionaire, I think a lot of boomers have uh, been guilty of consuming too much rather than conserving. And so uh, I really think that uh, there are a lot of blunders that have been made. And In fact, in Chapter 2 of The Last Chance Millionaire, I outline 10 what I call baby boomer blunders. These are financial mistakes or misconceptions, as I call them, that uh, boomers have made or can make, and, and I teach in this book how to overcome or avoid them, and uh, to be able to, in a, in a short time frame, safely be able to have a, a nest egg that will last as long as you do. So let's go through those. The, the first uh, blunder is that short-term investments are being used for long-range goals. What is that about, and why is that a blunder? Well, uh, in the books uh, that I have written, and this is the third book, my first two are called Missed Fortune and Missed Fortune 101 because of the fortunes people miss because they simply don't know what they don't know. You know, when we talk about long-term goals such as retirement, uh, goals that are five years or more down the road, Jordan, you understand that that uh, one of the the worst ways probably to save for, for the long term is in short-term investments like CDs and money markets that are only crediting a nominal interest rate, maybe 2, 3, 4, 5 percent at best, and, and they're taxed as earned. That's like crawling towards the finish line. Uh, it, it, even if you take after-tax dollars and you put them in tax-deferred investments and then pay taxes when you withdraw the money, that's not much better. That's like walking towards the finish line. What I teach in, in The Last Chance Millionaire is, is, you know, there are good ways to approach retirement with traditional qualified plans like uh, IRAs and 401Ks and Roth. That, that's like jogging towards the finish line with either the wind at the back at the beginning of the race, if you get tax breaks on the front end or the seed, or if you use a Roth IRA or 401k, that's like jogging towards the finish line with the wind at the back at the end of the race where you get tax-free harvest. 
but if you were a farmer and you had the choice of of uh, you know just getting your seed with without paying tax or you had to pay tax on the seed but in the harvest you you could enjoy that tax free well i think it's better to have tax free harvest but in the last chance millionaire i show people how to sprint towards the finish line where they can use 100 cent dollars on the front end you get tax favored seed money and you also enjoy the accumulation of your money tax-free, and then when you go to withdraw the money, it stays tax-free, including the gain. And that will allow a person to have 50% more net spendable income. And so I think that you should be using long-term investments for long-range goals. And unfortunately, sometimes people use long-term investments like uh, mutual funds or or uh, insurance contracts or annuities for short-range goals, like it was a drive-up window at the bank. And that's not a good way to go either. You should use long-term investments for long-range goals. Choose investments that will generate the most at the time in life you're going to need the money the most. Let's talk about some of the things you just mentioned. Uh, the, the 100 cents on the dollar, are you talking about using Roth IRAs? Is that the basic idea? Well, you could use a Roth IRA or 401k, but the problem is, is on the uh, because you get to use after-tax dollars on the front end, you get the tax-free on the back end. But in my strategies, I show people how to get indirect deductions that are equivalent to uh, using uh, tax-free money on the front end, or at least get uh, uh, offsets so that you're able to use 100 cent dollars instead of uh, 75 cent or 66 cent dollars. But more important, really, Jordan, is is making sure that you have money tax-free when you go to withdraw it because uh, during the distribution phase, too many Americans think they're going to be in a lower tax bracket, and people are finding themselves uh, at retirement in, in as high or higher tax bracket as they've ever been in, and they wonder, golly, was I planning my retirement or Uncle Sam's? <laughs> so uh, I, I really think you know a Roth IRA or 401k is a step in the right direction, but again, that's like jogging towards the finish line. I like to sprint, and I, I, I like to really soar towards that retirement finish line, and uh, I prove that you can have 50% more net spendable income than a traditional IRA or 401k or even a Roth IRA or the new Roth 401k. Uh, we're going to keep going through the misconceptions, but I certainly want to tell people how they can sprint to their uh, finish line. Uh, the, the misconception number two is that you think you're probably going to live for only 15 to 20 years after retirement. I guess that's kind of what we thought our parents would live till maybe uh, 85 or even less than that. What, what is the reality for baby boomers? Well, you know, when Social Security was first introduced, an average male lived about seven years, and then it went up to 12 years. Now a, a healthy 65-year-old male will probably live 20 years. So if you retired at 65, that's age 85. A female may live uh, to 90 or 91 or 92. But do uh, you know that uh, with baby boomers, uh, it, the chance of one between the husband or wife making it to age 100 is pretty great. In fact, uh, a baby girl born this year has a life expectancy of 137 years. And so wow. <laughs> it, it's extremely uh, important, it's imperative that your retirement planning will last as long as you do so you don't outlive your money. Because if you if you run out uh, before you do, uh, if you run out of money before you do, of course, you're going to be uh, relying on Social Security charity or, or, or your own children for your support. And I, I, as I prove in the book, Social Security should be viewed as a, as a bonus, not a basis of your retirement income. Is that, in fact, happening now? A lot of people are retiring, living longer without having enough assets and relying on their kids? Yes, that's right. Uh, people are finding that uh, their longevity is, is taking them uh, well into their late 80s or 90s, and, and even with inflation kept under control, Jordan, uh, the chance that people living an extra 50, even at a, 
at a at a two or three percent inflation rate, we're talking about the cost of living doubling at least uh, once, maybe uh, twice from age 65 to age 95 if one of you is going to live that long. And so, uh, you know, if, if you need to buy the same gallons of gas and, 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 and groceries uh, 30 years from now and the, and the dollar is worth one-fourth as much, you've got to have a plan that will that will uh, keep ahead of that inflation and, and uh, so that you don't outlive your money and your resources. Yes. Okay, misconception number three. And again, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and I'm uh, speaking with uh, Doug Andrew, who's the author of The Last Chance Millionaire, It's Not Too Late to Become Wealthy. Uh, misconception number three on the part of the baby boomers is that you believe that finally paying off your home mortgage is going to give you peace of mind. Uh, what is the misconception about that? Well, a lot of people think that, oh, some, you know, I, I want to get my house paid off. They focus all their attention on paying off that. And I find that a lot of people are really going down the highway towards retirement with one foot on the gas pedal and the other foot on the brake pedal. And they don't even know they're doing it. In other words, here they are socking away money in, in, in IRAs and 401ks, thinking they're going to be in a lower tax bracket when they retire. And they get a tax break on the seed, but during the harvest, they're going to get clobbered. And simultaneously, they're killing their best partner, Uncle Sam, in the process by sending extra principal payments to the mortgage company. And, and so many of my clients hit retirement, and they go, okay, paid off the house, been there, done that. This is one of my greatest assets. Here I am sitting on... Uh, uh, 250, 300, 500,000, maybe a million dollars of home equity. And as I prove in the book, home equity has zero rate of return. Houses were made to house families, not to store cash. The home is what's sacred, not the house. I show people how to take that equity safely and continue to live in their home as long as they want and become their own banker and generate an extra two or three or four or five thousand dollars a month of income by doing what banks and credit unions do and the strategic byproduct gordon of doing that is you create a new mortgage interest deduction in most cases that will offset some or all of the tax on IRAs and 401ks as you go to access that money. I, I've helped some people withdraw up to $60,000 a year out of their IRAs and 401ks with no tax consequence. Right. And so, you know, your house your house is there, and you can live in it and enjoy it, but it's one of the greatest investments people accumulate besides their retirement accounts. And I prove that paying off your house maybe isn't the greatest thing. In fact, after you read the book, you may not sleep uh, well at night with, a, with all your equity trapped in your house. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, the, ne- nef- the number four misconception is that your hundred to three hundred thousand dollar nest egg is going to be enough for your retirement? Why is that hundred to three hundred thousand not going to be enough for you? <laughs> oh, you know, because people are living longer, and and because uh, we have uh, sometimes uh, uncertainty in the in the market. And I understand uh, you're writing a, a book that's going to show people how they can really take advantage of these things, Gordon. And people ought to get that book. And uh, right. Uh, and uh, I think it's called. Uh, uh, fast profits in hard times. That's correct. So it's very important that that you have a nest egg. See, if you had a million dollars earning, uh, like in conservative investments that I show in The Last Chance Millionaire, I, I prove that you could probably access about 7% tax-free or net after tax. Well, that would be $70,000 a year. And I think people are going to need that much uh, sooner or later in order to buy prescriptions and uh, uh, visit their grandkids and golf and so forth. If you can get by on thirty thousand or three thousand dollars a month or four thousand dollars a month, you're going to need more than that. And so, two or three hundred thousand dollars is just not going to cut it, especially if you have low uh, yielding investments. 
Very good. Okay, we're going to go to a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Doug Andrew, the last of who's written a book called The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. We'll be back right after this. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Why is Pepsi cooler than Coke? Why are iPods so popular? In 2005, how can you launch a successful brand? Want to know? Learn about the fascinating and intriguing world of graphic design and branding on Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time, Debbie Millman will provide you with a provocative look into the stimulating world of design as it intersects with contemporary culture. Hear what the experts have to say about creating, maintaining, and launching a brand in today's challenging marketplace. Join us every Friday at 12 Pacific Standard Time for Design Matters with Debbie Millman. Right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Andrew. Uh, who is the author of The Last Chance Millionaire, It's Not Too Late to Become Wealthy. Welcome back to the show, Doug. Thank you, Jordan. It's good to be back. Uh, we've gone, we're going over the various misconceptions that baby boomers have. The first one was that short-term investments uh, are good for long-term goals. The second one is you'll probably live only 15 to 20 years after retirement. The third one uh, was uh, paying off your home mortgage is going to give you peace of mind. The fourth one was your hundred to $300,000 nest egg is going to be plenty for you for retirement. So we've taken care of those. The fifth one is you're going to be in a lower tax bracket when you retire. Um, isn't that true? Your income is going to go down, so why would you not be in a lower tax bracket? Oh, you know, uh, Jordan, for years, as I've helped uh, many, many American taxpayers approach retirement, they think they're going to be in a lower bracket. Uh, I had a school teacher, for example, that taught school for 30 years, and uh, she knew for, for that time period her income was going to be cut by 40%. Uh, she was making 5000 a month when uh, just before she retired, and so her income was 2% for every year of service. So it went down to 40%, down to $3,000 a month. But she had some 401Ks and 403Bs and tax-sheltered annuities, and then that on top of her Social Security, the minimum distribution by age 70 and a half, had her at an $80,000 annual income, and she had paid off her house. The kids are all gone. She's not contributing money to qualified accounts. She was paying more in tax in her retirement than she'd ever paid during her lifetime because she didn't have the deductions anymore. Mm -hmm. I have... 
clients who have had even lower income, but because they don't have the deductions, they are paying back every dime they saved in tax during 30 years on the seed money or the contribution years, the first two years of retirement and every two years thereafter. So people are generally not in a lower bracket. If you are, it's because you don't have much saved. And is it also true that, uh, I mean, tax rates are about the lowest they've ever been here. Uh, with the deficits and everything else, the chances of taxes, the tax rates going up are higher than going down at this point. That is right. Uh, in other words, the government giveth and the government taketh away. President Bush in 2001 and 2003, after especially 9-11, uh, lowered taxes to an unprecedented uh, new you know, threshold and he introduced a new rate. But, but, you know, as we continue to need to finance the war on terrorism and solve Social Security issues, uh, whether they repeal the federal estate tax but then do away with the uh, step-up in basis and long-term capital gains, the government's going to get it one way or another, and every Every audience I ever talked to, Jordan, believes that future tax rates will likely be higher. So why why postpone and delay the inevitable and compound the problem? Uh, let's let's go with something that's going to be tax free during the the harvest years. Okay. The next misconception is that deferring taxes on retirement funds actually saves you taxes. Everybody's saying you should put money into IRAs and annuities and ways of and 401ks to defer your taxes. Why is that not a good idea? <laughs> well, chapter one of my uh, previous book, Misfortune 101, was titled All the Dogs Barking Up the Wrong Tree Doesn't Make It the Right One. You know, uh, it, I, it, there's a new ditty in my new book, The Last Chance Millionaire, Jordan. I, I say good, better, best, never let it rest. Never let it rest till good gets better and better gets best. Now, now, IRAs and 401Ks and paying off your house the traditional way may be a good way. But in The Last Chance Millionaire, I show people how to do it a better way, how to do it the best way, and it actually will, will increase your net spendable income, as we'll talk a little bit later, by 50%. It will allow you to, to not outlive your money or generate an income into perpetuity versus an IRA or 401K that, that may run out in maybe 11 years or 14 years after you retire. And so deferring tax doesn't save tax. In fact, if your employer matches you 50 cents on the dollar, that's great, but the chances of, of you paying back that 50 cents in taxes is highly likely. Uh, uh, so your employer's covering your tax, but you know, the, the, uh, IRS, Uncle Sam has a tax lien on your qualified plan, uh, all the way through those years. It's the best savings bond they ever came up with for themselves. And, uh, they will also have not only that that matching portion, but they'll probably have all the interest that is earned on that. And anytime they want to cash in on that prematurely, they pass a Roth IRA or 401k, and they know so many people are going to convert from a traditional to a Roth and generate the tax revenue they need. And so you just need to be aware you're delaying the inevitable and possibly increasing the tax by postponing it. Very good. Okay, the next uh, misconception is that IRAs and 401ks are the best way to save for retirement. It's similar to what you've just said, but again, maybe why is that true? Well, because uh, a lot of people, uh, when they hit retirement, again, they, they make the assumption they're going to be in a lower bracket. We've talked about they're, they're probably not going to be. And so uh, in Chapter 9 of The Last Chance Millionaire, I actually show people who have painted themselves into this corner how they can withdraw uh, 10, 20, 30, sometimes up to $60,000 out of their IRAs and 401ks with no tax consequence because... Again, when they when they accumulated the money and they they uh, end up down the road thinking, okay, I'm ready to withdraw it, and they don't have the deductions anymore, they're thinking, golly, what in the world was I thinking? And then they're dre- desperately scrambling, thinking, golly, I'm going to get clobbered. And so sometimes they make the mistake of continuing to postpone till age seventy and a half. 
I start most of my clients as early as age 59 and a half doing a strategic rollout, not a rollover, a roll rollout where you're getting the money out, the taxes over and done with in today's rates because we just talked about the future rates probably won't be lower. And then you want to reposition it into something that will be tax-free from today forward. And the third part of the strategy is if you can create some new deductions that you have not had before, you can offset some or maybe all of the tax as you're doing the strategic rollout. So I, I show in the books how to do a strategic conversion of your IRAs and 401Ks so that you're not going to get clobbered on the back end. Okay, number eight, uh, the misconception number eight is if you reach the age of 59 and a half or 70 and a half and don't need your IRA, you should just let it sit there. What's wrong with that? Well, again, thinking that by postponing uh, taxes, saving you tax is really uh, a mistake. I, I've had a lot of CPAs, tax attorneys, and others who come through my continuing education, Jordan. And, and when I show them that every time they tell a client, hey, if you want to save tax, let's, uh, if you don't need the money yet, let's just keep it in your qualified account, because they don't know what they don't know until they get educated, and then they just hit themselves in the forehead and go, oh, my heavens, I've been advising my clients probably wrong. Uh, by continuing to put it off, thinking uh, postponing is, is saving, again, we've talked about it, it actually increases it. it. It makes your account maybe even double again, and now you're going to withdraw money in, in a future, you know, sometimes we postpone tax to some future perceived unknown advantage, and we all agree that future tax rates will probably be greater down the road. So why do you want to do that? And so, as I indicated a moment ago, uh, in The Last Chance Millionaire, Chapter 9, and again in Chapter uh, 11 and 12, I show four examples, the uh, Clark and Kerry Sensible, and uh, Fred and Felicia Farlong, and, and George and Gail Gainsworthy, and Ed and Elizabeth Eager. And in every one of those cases, I show starting as early as age 59 and a half, and maybe even sooner than that with what is called a 72T distribution, which I explain in the book. You avoid a 10% penalty on a portion of distributions before age 59 and a half. How these couples from age 59 and a half to age 70 were able to double their net spendable income by not postponing uh, and putting off withdrawing money out of IRAs and 401ks. And so it, 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 it's a mistake that a lot of people don't realize they're making, and they could double their net spendable income at age 70 by not doing that. Great. Okay, and number nine uh, misconception is that you view people view retirement as a time for finally doing what they want to do. Um, that's the idea. You work hard, and then you can really enjoy yourself in retirement. What's wrong with that idea? Well, you know, in 33 years of doing uh, financial consulting, uh, Jordan, I found so many people who sacrificed and they, they, they gave up doing things and building memories with their children and and so forth, and then they, they hit retirement. I had one client that the right three months after they retired, the wife had a heart attack, and, and, and she was the most healthy one out of the two. I, I've had so many people think at, at retirement, golly, why didn't I take time to smell some roses? You need to live life the fullest every day. And so I, I'm one of the few financial advisors that tell people how to accumulate for the future, but I also provide ways for them to begin to enjoy life now. In fact, Chapter 10 is probably one of the favorite chapters in The Last Chance Millionaire. Uh, uh, Jordan, we'll probably talk about it we in will. a few minutes. Mm -hmm. It's called the, uh, the 401 Cabin and 401 Condo Individual Retirement Abode. I, I will have a file cabinet full of wonderful memories in, in our 401 condo and our 401 cabin, so to speak, 
uh, versus socking away the same amount of money in an IRA or 401k and ending up paying tax down the road and, and still not being able to afford a condo or cabin that has gone up in price over that 20 or 30 year period. And so don't make the mistake of thinking someday we will afford to do this or do that. Now is the day to see, seize the moment and to begin to do what you want to do. Uh, retire means put out of use. I never want to be put out of use. <laughs> I want I want to stay active and and I want to stay healthy. And the best way to do that is to is to live life to the fullest as you go. And I show ways in my book uh, to do that. And then your tenth and final misconception is that to, you, people think of retirement as a time to coast. Uh, is that that's not what's happening with baby boomers today? I guess no, not at all. Most boomers are finding themselves uh, wanting to uh, trans transform or redefine themselves and so i talk about that in the last chance millionaire in fact in chapter 13 i i talk about the planning that you do at retirement is different than the planning you did for retirement because if all you're going to do is hit retirement and coast uh, the average life expectancy is much less for someone who who sits back and becomes a couch potato and becomes less active they don't make themselves necessary every day and uh if they end up uh, being unhealthy and passing away much sooner than those who continue to transform or volunteer or go out and do something for their church or their community. And so in the book, I talk about how important it is to stay active and going because it'll be the most profitable time of your life, your golden years. Absolutely. Okay, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show, and my guest this hour is Doug Andrew, who's the author of The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. You're certainly giving us a lot of fresh ideas to talk, think about when it comes to retirement. We'll be back right after this. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellent and both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. The Internet's only all-business and financial radio network, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is your host, Jordan Goodman. Uh, my guest this hour is Doug Andrew, uh, who is the author of a book called The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. Welcome back to the show, Doug. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, before we go into the next area, just tell people how they can contact you. Is there a website or uh, is there a place to order the book or you know, things like that? You bet. The Last Chance Millionaire is available uh, at any of the uh, major bookstores and online booksellers such as Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. But your listeners can go into our website at MissedFortune.com. That's M-I-S-S-E-D, MissedFortune.com. Or if they go to uh, Last 
chancemillionaire.com. They will be linked to an online bookseller, but there are uh, just a whole host of wonderful gifts and downloads and educational materials for absolutely free if they go to lastchancemillionaire.com. And then just tell a little bit about the services you provide uh, as far as uh, helping people with their retirement planning. Yes, Jordan. I, as I've indicated, I've been a financial strategist and retirement specialist now for 33 years. Our firm is Paramount Financial Services, and we have a wonderful team of planners in Salt Lake City, Utah, that we handle clients all over the country. But the last four and a half years, I have trained uh, over 2,000 financial services providers and uh, they are called TEAM. It's part of the Equity Alliance Matrix, and these are wonderful uh, CPAs, attorneys, mortgage planners, financial planners, uh, real, estate, real estate professionals that are all now like-minded, and they help people optimize their assets, manage their equity and their real estate, and empower their wealth. And so you can find out and be connected with one of them in your area by going to our website or call, calling our toll-free number at mistfortune.com. And what is the toll-free number? The toll-free number is 1-888-987-5665. Again, 888-987-5665. And they can then connect you to somebody in your local area. Is the idea. That's right. Uh, terrific. Okay. Uh, now, one of the big parts of the strategy you use is to use your home equity uh, in various uh, efficient and tax-efficient ways. Your Chapter 7, for example, is how to learn how to become your own banker. Uh, tell us a little bit about some innovative ways you say people should be using their home equity in their retirement planning and once they've reached retirement. Well, this is a, a great topic that I'm very passionate about, uh, Jordan, because, you know, uh, I found that most people accumulate most of their money in their retirement accounts and their home, and they don't do a very good job managing either one of those. And so whenever I talk about prudent investing, I talk about the laser test. Uh, that stands for, uh, that's L-S-R-R, and that's for liquidity safety and rate of return. And I prove in my books that, that home equity uh, does not pass the liquidity test. You can't get to it when you need it in an emergency. Number two, you don't have safety of principle. In other words, uh, if your house goes temporarily down in value after a real estate bubble or, or boom like uh, happening right now in maybe Southern California and South Florida where homes were just going through the roof and now it's, it's softened up, if you leave your equity trapped in your house, I guarantee you'll lose a hundred or two hundred thousand dollars. So what I've been teaching my clients for years is when your home goes up in value, you separate that equity and you put it safely and conserve it and you earn a rate of return greater than the net cost of borrowing that money out of your house and you learn how to become your own banker because equity in your house does not have a, a rate of return. In fact, uh, oft times I'll give this little quiz, Jordan, to people. I'll say, okay, let's say I have an investment for your consideration. Uh, uh, how much would you invest in the following account? Now, you can determine the amount and length, length of time for the monthly contributions to continue. And I say, is that okay? And most people say, well, sure. Okay, well, uh, you can pay more than the minimum monthly contribution, but not less. Uh, if you attempt to pay less, the financial institution keeps all of the previous contributions. Mm -hmm. uh, the money deposited in the account is not safe from loss of principal. In fact, each contribution made to the account results in less safety. Uh, the money in the account is not liquid. Uh, it earns a 0% rate of return. 
your income tax liability increases with each contribution, and when the plan is fully funded, there is no income paid out. And all of a sudden, people start getting the epiphanies, and I say, you know, how, how many of you think that's a prudent investment? Nobody raises their hands. I give seminars to thousands of uh, people in audiences across the country, and I say, well, how many of you have made that investment? And all of a sudden, they go, oh, that's my uh, house with a traditional amortized mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. And so I prove in, in all three of my books... Um, why equity has no rate of return. And so if you separate those lazy, idle dollars in your home, that is serious cash. That is money you don't want to jeopardize. And I teach you how to do it safely and smarter than even the banks do. If you borrowed money out of your house at 6% or 7.5%, and if it's tax deductible, that only costs you a net of maybe 4 or 5%. And I show you how to safely not go out and risk it, but put it to work at 5 6 or 7% compounding tax-free using the three miracles or marvels that I talk about, compound interest and tax-favored accumulation, and using this safe, positive leverage, having assets that are worth far more than you actually have your money tied up into. And by using those three miracles, I prove that on a $150,000 house, over a 30-year period, you can have an extra $1.3 million by not paying off your house, but by using that equity properly. And, and I, if you have a $600,000 or $700,000 house, we're talking about over 30 years being your own banker how to have an extra $10 million. And I'm not talking about before you retire. I'm talking about uh, maybe from age 65 to 95. I mean, how many people could use an extra million bucks during their retirement? I show you how to do that in The Last Chance Millionaire using one of the greatest assets you have, those lazy, idle dollars sitting under your own roof. Now, uh, what are some of the places where you should be investing that money to get those rates of return? Because it seems like the strategy here is to borrow against your home equity, Mm -hmm. uh, use the principle from that to invest in these things, and you're going to, in effect, arbitrage the spread between what you're paying on the home equity and what you're earning on the uh, investment one or the other. What are some of the investments that you recommend that's going to make sure that that's done in a very safe way? In in uh, chapters uh, 9 and also 10, 11, and 12, Jordan, actually, I really uh, cover this uh, in detail in chapter 11, where I go through the risk-return paradigm. And if you're going to reposition serious cash that I've been talking about, you want to put it into an investment that passes the test that home equity fails. In other words, you want an investment that's liquid. Mm-hmm. You can get your money when you need it. Number two, it has safety of principle so that if the market goes south, if, if uh, uh, Hurricane Katrina's and Rita's and 9-11's cause the real estate market to go down or it causes the stock market to go down, you don't lose. So you want safety of your principle. Will Rogers said people are more concerned about the return of their money instead of the return on it. Right. And, and number three is you want a rate of return, not pioneer the sky, but if you're borrowing money out of your house or other real estate, let's say at at seven and a half percent, and after the tax break, you you're paying a net of five, or you borrow it at six, like like I've been doing the last year or two, and it's a net after tax of four percent. I I want a return greater than that that's going to compound. So I prove in the book that. Uh, if you go through the laser test, you eliminate out of 16 general categories of investments all but three possibilities. Okay. Uh, these are general categories. Uh, you could uh, have an investment that passes the laser test. Uh, some, uh, maybe some mutual funds could do it. Some annuities and some maximum funded insurance contracts. Out of those three, 
I, I show in the book that most of my clients will end up choosing a maximum funded insurance contract, and most people, even financial planners, don't understand how to structure these. And so that's what a lot of our training is all about. And so a maximum funded insurance contract is the only investment that accumulates money tax-free, allows you to... Uh, access that money tax-free, including the gain, even before retirement if you need. A lot of my clients retire in their 30s and 40s. Uh, there's no time frame when you when you have, you have to wait in order to access your money. And then it also uh, transfers tax-free, not at just face value. See, an annuity or a mutual fund, if you uh, pass away, and none of us are getting out of here alive. We're all going to die someday. Right. And so when you pass away with a money and an annuity or a mutual fund, it, 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 you only leave behind what's in there. An insurance contract, if you have uh, 500000 in there and you, you die, it blossoms to one or two or three million, even when you're taking the least life insurance that the IRS will let you get away with, as I teach in the book, mm-hmm. to make it an investment. So a maximum funded insurance contract is where I put all of my serious cash because it's the only one that gives me the tax-free growth and the tax-free access and the tax-free transferability, but you have to do it the right way and know what you're doing, and I, I teach you how to do that in the book. So these are universal life policies you're talking about, not variable, not whole life, not term, correct? Oh, I do not recommend uh, variable life for, for a serious cash because it's too volatile and there's no guarantees. Uh, it's, it's not term insurance. This is, you know, E.F. Hutton was sort of the brainchild behind universal life, uh, but too many advisors use life insurance just for the death benefit. What I teach here, and we'll talk about it maybe next, is how to take the least life insurance you can get away with under the IRS rules. And then take uh, you'll get a great rate of return. And I like universal life because it's flexible. I can put in a whole lot. I don't have to put in anything. Okay. Very good. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. And my guest this hour is Doug Andrew of The Last Chance Millionaire. We'll be back after this. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line of business talk, Voice America Business. Achieve total wealth management. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Roe Diefendorf every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern on Business America Radio. Three Dimensional Wealth is a show dedicated to teaching you a values-based approach to comprehensive total wealth management through practical strategies and expert advice. 
Take your first step down the road of financial independence. Listen to Three Dimensional Wealth with Roey Diefendorf, Mondays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, here on the bottom line in business talk, businessamericaradio.com. The bottom line in business, Voice America Business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host, and my guest this hour is Doug Andrew, who's the uh, author of a book called The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. Welcome back to the show, Doug. Thank you, Jordan. It's been great. We've been talking about uh, what you call maximum funded insurance contracts, which is universal life. Um, just ex- br- briefly describe how that works as a universal life policy and then what the benefit is of doing maximum funding. And basically you're saying you're taking the funding from your home equity to put into it. That's where the money is coming from to fund this. Is that correct? Well, that's correct, Jordan. When we get together with clients, we're trying to optimize assets. And it's not only just financial assets, but all assets on the family balance sheet. But when we're talking about optimizing your 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 money, your financial assets in preparation for uh, retirement, we will often reposition money that is sitting, again, lazy in the home. Home equity is serious cash, uh, money that you have in IRAs and 401Ks that you're going to roll out, uh, money that's in CDs and money markets that uh, are short-term investments, and if that's been sitting there wondering what to do with it and you want to earn a higher rate of return, we might end up repositioning, let's say, 200000 of home equity, 200000 of IRA and 401K monies over a five-year period, and, and maybe $100,000 in CDs and money markets. So let's hypothetically say it's, it's a grand total of $500,000. We're going to optimize over the next five or ten years to double what we would have if we uh, if we just kept doing what we've always done, because you're going to keep getting what you've always gotten if you do that. And so yes. when I say asset optimization, we want to reposition assets without increasing a client's outlay one dime. And it doesn't matter if it's 500000 or or 50000 or $5,000. I'm working with a client right now. We're repositioning $5 million. It does, It doesn't – it's not what you begin with that counts. It's what you end up with. And so – when we put them into a maximum funded universal life insurance contract, and I like universal life uh, because it's more flexible, uh, I can put in money faster under IRS rules and get a great, greater and net internal rate of return even though, uh, than a whole life policy, even though whole life insurance does work also. I'm just a little bit more partial to a maximum funded universal life. And universal life was first introduced in the early 1980s. And the brainchild was really E.F. Hutton. They weren't an insurance company. They were uh, uh, an investment brokerage firm, if you remember. And they said, hey, why, why don't you allow the public to put money in there and take the least life insurance you can get away with and uh, let people get a return like an annuity or a mutual fund without the risks and the volatility. And if you attach a little bit of life insurance, then the cost of the insurance uh, will end up draining out at the end of the day only about 1% of your overall rate of return. And so I've been doing this for 30 years, Jordan, and I have like 15 of these universal life contracts where I put my home equity, I put my retirement monies and my kids' college funding, and I've averaged about 8.2% uh, in the last 30 years. Now, some of those years I've earned as high as 15 and 16 and 17%. Other years I've only earned the guaranteed rate of maybe 4%, but I've averaged 8.2%. Now, 
uh, if I'm averaging 8.2, the cost of the insurance, because you're doing the opposite thing, you're taking the least life insurance you can get away with. Most people, when they buy life insurance, they want uh, X amount of life insurance and they pay the least premium they can get away with because they're only, they're only thinking death benefit. Here you're using life insurance as a living benefit. So the so, IRS has certain limits. You have to have a certain minimal amount of life insurance as part of these things. That's exactly right. But yeah. because of these rules, and these rules are explained in my book, they're uh, called TEFRA, DEFRA, and TAMRA. These are tax citations. Those are acronyms that were passed. Uh, because people were beginning to abuse these wonderful tax-free vehicles. And so uh, it, it just means you have to have a commensurate amount of life insurance based upon your age and gender. But the older you get, you can get away with less life insurance, but most people have more money when they're older. And so I even have people that are uh, 75 and 80 and 90 years old with prostate cancer episodes and heart-blocked ar- uh, blocked arteries mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, uh, various conditions with uh, diabetes. And you can even, with a rating, uh, carve down the insurance even lower and get the same rate of return as a healthy 25-year-old female. Most of my clients have been averaging a net cash-on-cash return of between 7 and 8% after the cost of the insurance because they're actually earning uh, 8, 9, or 10% average gross, and there's about 1% of their interest that pays for the insurance that the IRS says has to be there. And so their net cash-on-cash return ends up being around uh, 7 or 8, sometimes 9%. Well, I'd, have a, I'd rather have a tax-free return any day of 8% than a taxable return of 9, 10, 11, or even 12%. Because if I'm earning uh, interest in a volatile mutual fund at 12 and I end up having to pay tax on it, uh, in a 33% bracket, and that's uh, what a lot of people are in if they make over, you know, $63,700 this year, you, you'd only net 8% at the end of the day after tax. Well, I would just as soon earn 8 or 9% in a more stable environment, tax-free, and have a bunch of free life insurance. Well, Now, the universal really... life you're talking about here, is this the equity indexed, or is this fixed or variable, or some combination of the three? Yes, I have a combination of fixed and indexed universal life, Jordan. I don't like the variable because there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. And so in The Last Chance Millionaire, I, I, I show, you know, fixed is the most conservative, and I get guarantees of 3 or 4%, and I've earned as high as 13% on those. I've averaged probably around 7.5. Indexed, I really like because you have your money actually participating in whatever the S&P or the Dow or the Eurostock Index does without your money actually being there because your return is linked to an index. But I use a little metaphor in the book. It's like having your serious cash parked in a house of bricks, an insurance contract with a AAA-rated insurance company, and yet you're getting a return linked to money that is that is uh, being earned in a house of straw, the stock market, so that when that house of straw is doing good, you're you're getting a return linked to the market up to a cap of maybe 11 or 12 or 17%, but your money's not, not actually lodged in that house of straw. Yours is safely tucked over in the house of bricks, so when the big bad wolf blows down the stock market, you don't lose. Mm-hmm. The house of sticks is the real estate. When your house goes up in value, separate your equity. When your house goes down in value, you don't have to worry because your money's not actually in the house of sticks. Yes. You can sleep when the wind blows is what I'm saying. One question about this whole strategy, when you have your home equity loan, you have to pay those monthly payments on the home equity loan out of your current cash flow. The um, maximum funded insurance is growing tax-deferred inside there, but it's not giving you the cash to pay your home equity loan. So if you have a home equity loan out of $100,000, dollars $300,000, you have to have the money to be able to pay those interest payments. How does that work? 
You know, most of our clients, probably 95%, when they sit down and we do what is called an asset optimization plan, we show them how to reposition their assets without increasing their outlay one dime. For example, you can take $200,000 of equity out of your home uh, with either a home equity line of credit or refinance your first mortgage and switch from a, an amortized loan, which most people have, 15 or 30 year, and go to an interest only or even a deferred interest loan, and your your payment will not increase one dime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I reroute what people are contributing to IRAs and 401Ks. See, my, my house payment on a million-dollar mortgage at 6% is 5000 a month. Uh, my, people say, how can you afford that $5,000 a month mortgage payment? Well, I prove in the book my million dollars of home equity sitting over here earning a, a, a rate of return of uh, 7 or 8% tax-free is growing to a much bigger nest egg for retirement than plinking along, putting $5,000 a month into an IRA or 401k. I don't care if it's $500 a month. Most people, we, we afford the higher mortgage payment by either paying off cars or, or credit cards or repositioning their IRA 401k contributions or taking money out of an IRA or 401k and, and offsetting it with tax. In about 5% of the cases, Jordan, we can actually take money out of the insurance contract, even in the early years, a portion of that in order to make the, the higher mortgage payment. But most people don't even need to do that. They can let the money just grow without taking uh, a portion of the children of the interest you're earning. So in effect, you're saying you're, you're continuing to make the mortgage payment you've been making, but instead of making it on a traditional mortgage, you're making it on a home equity loan, uh, but you've freed up the equity in your house to invest in this universal contract, and that's where the magic of all this works. Is that you right? bet. We, in, in 95% of the cases, uh, we don't increase uh, a person's outlay one penny, but we show them in 10 or 15 short years how they'll have twice the net spendable income by optimizing their assets. Very good. We're about to come to a close. I want people to certainly have the information about how to contact you again. So please, if you would, uh, give them your website and your phone number and name of your company. You bet. Our website is uh, www.mistfortune, that's M-I-S-S-E-D, mistfortune.com, because of the fortunes people miss, because they simply don't know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in The Last Chance Millionaire, my recent book that uh, became a New York Times bestseller, we're so grateful for that. Uh, you could go to lastchancemillionaire.com and get a lot of information about that book and the strategies. Our company is Paramount Financial Services, and our toll-free number is one 987 5665 And uh, The Last Chance Millionaire and Missed Fortune can be obtained from any of the uh, major bookstores or online booksellers. Well, thanks so much, Doug. This has really been fascinating. Uh, my guest this hour has been Doug Andrew, the author of The Last Chance Millionaire. It's not too late to become wealthy. Hopefully this has been a wake-up call for you because there's a lot of things you can do to make your retirement better, but if you just keep doing it the traditional way, it's probably not going to work. So thanks so much, Doug. Really appreciate your being on the show. Thank you, Jordan. It's been great to be on. Thanks again. And we'll be back again next week.